Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back. I uh, hope that you have had a great start to your 2024 at this point. We're almost through January now, as crazy as that is, one month down, um, and hopefully a lot of progress for everyone. Hope you're still, if you set New Year's resolutions and you know want to hold yourself accountable, I hope you're succeeding in that. I don't personally, just because um, I use the same ones every week or, or every year. I shouldn't say that. So it's uh, read a book a week and that's kind of it. Um, so that's all I do. Some years I hit it, some years I don't. Um, this year I am on track, but uh, other goals I've given myself in the past, it's usually around this time where I'm like start to to drop off. So rather than do that, I just keep it like a monthly goal type of thing or a weekly goal. If you watch the show, you know I do that. So as I'm rambling, as you can see, uh, a new guest with me. I have Cassie, who's joining me this week, uh, who recently transitioned out of the classroom. So we're going to talk about that. Cassie, how are you this week? I'm good. Thank you for having me on today. Of course, appreciative of you being able to join. Really excited to, to talk to you about some of the projects, initiatives that you've taken on, because you put a lot on your own plate recently, as we're talking about <laughs> goals and, and things. So I'm anxious to talk to you about everything that, that is new in your world. So starting off, if you know the show, you know, last couple of weeks, I've had some repeating guests. So we haven't really kept to the, the theme of the, the goals motivators. So bringing it back this week and what better time to do it since uh, we are in the heart of wrestling and WrestleMania season for Matt. If you know the show, you know, that's kind of one of the things that drives me. So the Royal Rumble's coming up this Saturday um, and I am actually going to WrestleMania this spring. So even more reason to pay attention this year. But one of the big four, if you follow wrestling, you know the importance. Uh, so I have some friends coming over. We're going to do like our wrestling pool, see who gets the number, see who gets the right one. Um, all good things in a fixed sport. So looking forward to that. Um, other things that are motivating me is just kind of the weather this year. The first two to three years of her life, my daughter wanted nothing to do with snow. Um, this year, she's a little bit more adventurous. She, you've seen my post she wanted to build a snowman we got that uh, task accomplished um she's been more into like playing in the snow we don't really have a lot of hills by our house so probably the next thing we're going to try to tackle is get her sledding um so she can conquer that fear so another goal is just to do more outdoor stuff as she's kind of cool with snow because i know for myself once i got to like 12 i was over it so you only have so many years to enjoy these things and so going to do that for sure so those are the things motivating me for the week ahead uh, in terms of goals uh, one of the main things that we've started to do as a company this year is uh, more of a presence on campuses for recruiting efforts um, you know as we start to open up internships uh, you know spring summer quickly approaching for the the internships that we do have um, having more of a presence on there so we are going to have a few appearances here in the coming weeks at, at different campuses to, to assist with recruiting efforts. So starting to put together, you know, positions that we're working on, things we really want to to try to to get the prospective students excited about. So that's one of the main goals for me. Uh, and then I just have a variety of positions open right now that are kind of all over the place in terms of uh, the, the departments uh, or the environment that they're in. So just kind of enhancing where I search from and not being complacent and relying on the same ones that I always utilize, try to see if there's more out there that I can be approaching to find candidates for the, the positions that we have open. That being said, uh, some wins from the week before did close out two positions. So I uh, got two people that are really excited to start 
their new careers here at, at the company. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having them start in the next couple of weeks here. So that's, that's also a, a goal is just to keep in touch with them throughout the hiring process. Sometimes as recruiters, you, you get the offer letter signed and you're just kind of like, cool, um, <laughs> congrats. So I always try to at least send a message or two in the weeks leading up uh, and the weeks following that start date, just to make sure that they're um, enjoying and, and feeling, feeling uh, appreciated in their, their new position. So that's it for me. Um, Cassie, I know before we started the show, we just kind of talked to you. You can lay out you know, any types of goals that you've set for yourself. Cause uh, as I mentioned, you've, you've started a lot of projects. So, so what's going on? Yeah. I just glanced it over at my calendar. Um, I think the goal for next week though, was personal slash blog goal, write a new post since there's only like two up there for now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, personal too. I would like to finish cleaning out my house. I always do like a spring clean out at the end of Christmas, New Year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a whole room of stuff that needs to go. So I would like to get that finished. Yeah. Uh, but the wins, like the first full week of being a full time freelance writer, and I didn't completely drown. So yeah. <laughs> that was a big step. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on and, and discuss that that move that you made just because there's a lot of people who are looking to transition out of the classroom into something new. So, um, you know, when I have anyone who's transitioned uh, into something new on, I try to kind of have a varied landscape of, of the opportunities because a lot of times as transitioning teachers, you know, you see positions with teacher or teaching or learning or education in the job description, job title, and you're like, yep, that's for me. And there's so much more that you can do and, and a lot of transferable skills. So uh, you recently made that move. Uh, so, you know, what what made you land on where you are now? Why, why did you want to kind of focus on the freelance writing aspect as a way to kind of take those next steps as part of your path to, to moving from the classroom into something new? What What really appealed to you about that as opposed to other things that, that you could have done right out of the classroom? Yeah, so um, after I graduated with my undergrad, like teaching was never really the plan. Mm -hmm. um, my undergrad is actually in environmental science and I taught Spanish, so <laughs> totally unrelated. Yeah. But, um, before I started teaching, I learned about freelance writing and that as a possible career. And what helped me back then was um, I was almost 26 and, you know, 26 is the magic number for health insurance. Like you have to get off your parents' plan. Um, and at the time I had no idea what I would do for insurance and I was going through the health issues at the time. So I kind of needed to keep it. Um, so freelance was kind of always on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Then when I started teaching, because Spanish is one of those fields, classrooms where there's no one that's certified. Um, so when I started doing that, I had to go through the certification program. So freelancing stopped like completely. Mm -hmm. But um, spring of 2022, I decided um, I would like to just freelance on the side along with teaching because, you know, teaching is not always the most high, highest paying field. <laughs> so, you know, side hustles are a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and and then I decided, you know, maybe maybe I would like to do writing full time. So last summer, um, on and off last summer, not the whole summer long, I was looking at different full time positions that needed a writer, mm -hmm. and uh, like I noticed a lot of them wanted like a storyteller, um, as you know, part of the job skills that they needed. 
um, because I teach Spanish, like storytelling is one of the things I do a lot. I mean, oral, not written, but, um, you know, it's one of those skills that kind of just transfers over. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I started the school year back this school year. I transferred to a different school within my district, and it was just a, a rough start. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's middle school, so middle school is just always wild anyway. But come September, uh, I had to go out because I had to have hip surgery. I fractured my hip training for a half marathon that was start mid-September when they told me I was going to need to be out for eight weeks to recover and if being glad that you have to have a surgery (laughs) if it's like a big sign that you were burnt out and you need to do something else like I don't know what is so during that recovery time I decided that hey maybe it's time to just freelance full-time um, and so during recovery, I started, you know, picking up a couple extra gigs, realized then that I could like replace my teaching salary with the few clients I had, and then just decided it's time to just full, full-time freelance time mm-hmm. to jump on into it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the questions that, that I get, and I'm sure that, you know, people who have reached out to you at this point to discuss your transition is kind of how do you make that determination? Um, and, and the first thing I always talk about is finding what you enjoyed from the classroom, the, the skills you developed there that you really kind of enjoyed developing and how you can apply that to a new position. So for me, you know, it was communication, it was evaluation, uh, you know, finding paths for success for people in the classroom now in their professional lives. So for you, you know, focusing on a freelance position that was embracing writing, you know, what were some of those skills that you developed as an educator that you were like, this is what I want to build on. And this has kind of made the the transition for to a, being a freelance writer. I won't say easy because it's not, um, but, you know, a, a little easier than it would have been if you're just going in and trying to develop these skills brand new. Yeah, so so I think there's a couple things there. Um, in particular, since I was a language teacher, um, the way I teach Spanish is not like explicit grammar instruction. We use a lot of storytelling and just silly different different songs and stories. Um, and so I got really good at writing stories that caught people's attention. <laughs> um, and so when I mentioned that a lot of the the full time jobs I was applying for said they needed a storyteller. It's like, I know how to spin a good story. Like I can do that and I'm already writing anyway. Um, so that was that was kind of one of those skills that transferred over, but also um, being like an effective communicator um, mm-hmm. as you know, a business owner or even just you know, an employee for someone else, you have to be on top of communicating, especially if you're working from home. Right. Um, that pandemic, <laughs> yeah. pandemic teaching taught us all how to be effective communicators. And I really think that's a, a skill that some teachers overlook that can help them in, you know, future interviews or future careers, something else other than teaching. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's talk about that a little bit, because it's probably been a little different for you. But when it comes to the next piece, you know, and you've, you've decided these are the skills that I want to build upon. This is the direction I want to go. It's time to, to revamp the resume, prepare for the interview processes. But working, you know, in, in freelance writing, I'm sure that that process was a little different for you because you're not necessarily sending resumes, more so writing samples and things like that. So what did the process look like for you then in terms of not just preparing those those writing samples, um, but, you know, 
doing the research for yourself to find out where you can kind of apply these skills, who's looking for the this type of service and how you can be a part of that that process for them. Yeah. So when I was looking in the summer for like a full-time position as, you know, content creator or content marketing manager, something else, <laughs> um, a lot of people suggested that you need to just don't completely erase teacher from your resume, but just rework it so that it matches like the, um, the resume scanner. What is that called? You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was a lot of just learning how my skills on my resume applied to other positions mm -hmm. um, and, and just reworking it to match what the job description was. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you, since you did go in the direction of, of being a freelance writer, is, is that sometimes gives other people pause, you know, you're transitioning from the classroom into something new. And, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to try freelance work to try out contract work, because you're going from something with that security to something that's a little bit more unknown and change is already scary enough. And now you're adding that extra layer of uncertainty. So what did that process look like for you in terms of preparing for that? Because you seemed like you were pretty set on, you know, this is the path I want to take. This is where I want to go. But at the same time, I'm sure there was still some pause on your end because you're you're entering a new field uh, without that, that layer of security that you might have otherwise. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, I absolutely understand why someone would be hesitant to jump from something that's consistent um, into something that's not certain. Um, I had spent, gosh, I don't know, maybe a week in November um, just sending cold pitches out to like any company that I could think of. Um, and so by the time you know, my resignation date was coming around. Um, I had interest in people that wanted to write with me. Now, I didn't just decide, hey, I'm going to start freelancing now. Like, I've been working up on this <laughs> for a good year and a half, almost two years. So I had a couple solid clients, um, but I also had a backup plan. <laughs> and so if I didn't have enough um, clients to keep me going full-time for a while, the backup plan was to get a part-time job, you know, one of the local retail stores just to tide me over so that I can get my business going. Mm -hmm. um, Full-time freelance is the goal, but I was willing to do whatever it took <laughs> to get there. Yeah, gotcha. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So now that you've kind of been starting on this process, you've gotten some things posted, published, Um, you know, the, the hardest part for, for any writer and I say this as someone who it's been years since I've even done it, Um, but the, the first step is always kind of starting those stories, getting that first thing published or posted so you can give yourself that confidence that, yes, I can do this. So um, beyond that, um, you know, a lot of transitioning teachers will talk about the imposter syndrome and not feeling like they have what it takes to succeed in these new fields. So you're you're tackling two of these issues at the same time in, in this new position. So can you kind of discuss the hurdles that, that you had to overcome um, and afterwards kind of the satisfaction that, that you felt in terms of seeing something that you created, not just, you know, published where other people can read it, but also getting feedback, getting responses to what you put out there. Yeah, so um, I think 
the hardest part about starting is just actually doing it. Um, <laughs> I had a bunch of different writers that give me advice. Hey, you need a sample before you can just start, you know, pitching companies because you need to prove that you can do it. Well, one of the questions is, well, well how do I get a sample? <laughs> if no one's willing to work with me, how do I do that? Yeah. Um, so what I found to get like noticed by other companies was to just actually write a sample for my own website, um, kind of based on what I would write for other companies. And so when I started sending those out, um, that's when, you know, I kind of got interest. Um, I've been writing for HubSpot for, gosh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years now. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of a right place, right time thing on LinkedIn. Like I saw that they needed more freelancers for their network and I just responded and it just went from there. Um, but HubSpot is really where I got my first byline. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, you know, gosh, as a writer, having your name on a post, that's like a golden ticket. <laughs> so I think I sent it to like everybody, um, you know, my family, I'm sure they didn't read it, <laughs> but I was like, look, there's my name. I was so excited about it. Um, yeah. And they just kept sending me work. So um, a lot of times I sit here and thinking like, I am not capable of doing this. The imposter syndrome starts. Mm -hmm. But then when I just look back at, you know, who I've worked with and the things that they've said and like the compliments they've given me, um, that's that's been helpful. So again, it's just the starting part. Mm -hmm. Right. Sample if you have to, and then just keep sending it out and someone will pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. And then let's kind of talk about the, the perseverance that you had on that end as well, because, you know, as, as a lot of job seekers are seeing right now, there's a lot more no's than yeses. Unfortunately, you know, not everyone applies to a job, gets an interview the next day and starts in two weeks. There, there's a lot of, you know, unresponded to emails and outreach. And, and that's that's true on the writing end as well. You send the, your samples out to a lot of people and, you know, it, it just takes that one yes to feel that confidence that you were talking about. But how did you continue to motivate yourself until you were able to get to that step, you know, working through, you know, all the, all the trials that you were? I know this is going to sound silly as I'll get out. Um, and I know it is. Last year, I started working with a virtual per personal trainer. Um, and they do workouts like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they are constantly preaching. You can do the hard things like you can do it. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think after listening to them for over a year, just saying you can do the hard things. Um, it didn't really matter who was going to tell me no, <laughs> right. because I knew eventually if I just kept at it and just kept being consistent, like a lot, like working out, you're going to see the result eventually. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the job market and even, even the freelance side of things, um, there are going to be a lot of no's, yeah. but that doesn't mean you're not capable. It is just, you know, there's a lot of factors you, that are out of your control. You just got to keep at it. Yeah, definitely. So to switch to now how you're trying to support the the transitioning teacher community as, as someone who has made the transition now and, and, you know, as someone, I, my transition was eight years ago now, um, and it wasn't really, I didn't understand how big the network was until about a year and a half ago. And just to see the level of support there is not just in terms of people who have transitioned into something new, but the way current transitioning teachers are supporting each other. 
uh, and the the network that you've kind of built now and, and how you try to support. So, you know, one of the main things that you and I connected on early was the the blog that, that you had mentioned in terms of supporting other people, um, you know, the, the teacher to freelance blog and aiming to give yourself and others that that voice, share your story, share what you're going through as part of the support. Did you know early on that that was going to be something that you wanted to do as part of your transition to give that outlet to others? Yeah, no, that was really not in the plans. Um, I'm one of those people that when I start something new, I have to research the heck out of it before I <laughs> before I jump in. Mm -hmm. So back in like 2017-ish, when I started freelancing on the side, there were umpteen different blogs of, hey, I'm a freelancer. This is what I'm making this month. This is what I'm doing. But if you go looking for it now, a lot of the blogs are just either out of date or they're just not there. Mm -hmm. And I've not found one specifically that for teachers to freelance writers. Mm -hmm. um, so when I posted about it on LinkedIn that day, hey, is there any interest here? And gosh, there's over 150 comments. Um, <laughs> I was just really kind of blown away. And I was like, there is a need here for sure. Mm -hmm. um, because I know there's others that are thinking about it. And I feel like if they're like me and they're researching everything, they want to know, <laughs> like, right. is this something I can actually do? So I feel like I can, if I just, you know, put that out there just to help somebody, um, that's the goal, just help one person. <laughs> so as it continues to evolve now, what are some of the things that, that you want to see out of it? You know, not just in terms of how you're helping other people, but, you know, helping yourself along the way and helping your own growth. What What are some of the things that you would like to see not just other people take away from it, but that you hope to accomplish with it on a personal level. Yeah. So um, I'm not so great about doing like podcast interviews. I feel like I just, I'm not good at those <laughs> or, or like live video or that kind of thing. And it's like really just putting myself out there. Like that's something that um, I could be better at <laughs> is just doing that. So I, I feel like um, for me, starting this and just being vulnerable with people about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes um, would help me a lot. Okay. All right. Now, last thing I, as a question I ask everyone who's been on the show, because I think if either you're in the job search, you're, you know, past that you're in a new position, you're just starting the, the answers are always different and people can gain value from that. So it, it's the advice stage of it. So, you know, as you've gone through this process and reached out to people, asked for insight, um, you know, asked them about their journeys, or as people have come to you and asked you questions about, you know, your decision, how you came to it, you know, what's that piece of advice that you either received along your journey that, that you felt was imperative or that you try to give to others who, who ask you the same question? Yeah, so I think the um, biggest piece of advice came from my mom, actually. My mom is also in education. Um, and so she's really close to retirement. She's not ready to just give it up since she's two years away from, you know, being able to retire. Mm -hmm. But she told me, she said, life is too short. So if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you can change it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really took that to heart because teaching was not the plan. Um, I like teaching. It just, you know, it was time to do something else. So it's, if that's where other people are and, and you're just kind of scared, life is too short, just change what you can. <laughs> Absolutely. So then before I let you go, uh, you know, since you've got so much stuff going on and projects that you've taken on, you know, where can 
people not just connect with you, but but anything else that you'd like to plug beyond the blog? I know you do some stuff on other social networking sites as well. So where can people connect with you? Where can they find you know the support pages that you're either a part of that you would highly recommend uh, or that you're trying to, to get started yourself? Yeah, so I'm starting to become more active on LinkedIn. I think that's where most people can find me. Um, aside from the teacher to freelance writer blog, I've also started a Facebook group uh, we're working on getting that off the ground. Like I've just been out of the classroom for a week. <laughs> so trying to cram everything into one week was not happening. <laughs> but um, that's where that's where they could find me if they want, you know, some more advice. Okay, perfect. Well, Cassie, I appreciate you taking the time to, to join on. I look forward to reading more of your stuff as, as you keep posting. And, and I look forward to seeing, you know, what, what other people can contribute to you know, how you can help them along their path as well. If you haven't connected with Cassie already, make sure that you are clicking onto her page through the link on LinkedIn to do that. Otherwise, have a great week and we will talk to you next Monday. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>